Welcome to Songs and Stories, the not-for-musicians-only music podcast. Hey there, everybody. Welcome once again to Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither, and this is Songs and Stories, episode number 164. A return visit to somebody with somebody who I'm very fond of, and you will be in just a few minutes. Today, we'll be talking with songwriter Nancy Cassidy from her Stanley, Idaho home. Nancy was on this show back in as I nonchalantly click right over here. Oh yeah, back in Songs and Stories number 125 when she released Song of Joy and the album Memphis. We did sort of a dual CD podcast episode. She just finished her eighth CD called Heart of a Song. It's a little different. It's a really mellow, pretty, beautiful CD that I highly recommend. Um, What's kind of cool about this is I took a little road trip to get this interview. Nancy lives in the Bay Area, But she also has a a family home in Stanley, Idaho, beautiful, gorgeous Stanley, Idaho at the foothill of the Sawtooth Mountains. It's a stunning place. And I got to spend some time out there last year and this year, uh, holed up in a cabin writing songs and uh, came away with some really nice material and just a wonderful, relaxing week with some nice people. Uh, Last year when I was out there, I wrote a song called Moving to Boise with my friend Glenn McPherson, and that's a a video that's done. It's going on my new record, Best of Breed Romance, due probably in a few months, but it's a it's a song about about leaving the Bay Area and moving to Idaho to avoid the zombie apocalypse, and I think the video explains it better. I'll, I'll link that uh, moving to Boise video up on my site, but I wrote that in Idaho last year, and I went back this year and wrote a couple of more songs and met some more songwriters and um, hung out with Nancy. And we got some time one afternoon to hang out in one of the cabins and talk about this new release and talk about Stanley and talk about just uh, where she's at as a songwriter. She's got a wonderful background with her her kids' records that have sold lots and lots of copies and, and her own sort of Americana original material. Just a wonderful songwriter and does a lot for other songwriters. Just one of my absolute favorite people. And I could gush for the next 45 minutes or just let Nancy talk and tell you her story herself. So why don't we just do that? To get things started, let's hear a couple of things off this new record called Heart of a Song. And she'll talk about some behind the scenes on the record. Let's hear Cowboy, which was written in Stanley, Idaho. And then let's hear Come Home to Me, a really pretty song. And then we'll talk to Nancy Cassidy. And if you uh, want to find out more about Nancy, while you're listening to this, if you're in front of a computer, as always, you can go to my site, michaelgather.com. It's M-I-C-H-A-E-L-G-A-I-T-H-E-R.com and look up Songs and Stories number 164 under blogs or podcasts. And there's lots of stuff about Nancy there. You can also go on the web to nancycassidymusic.com. So let's hear a couple of things off Heart of a Song and then we'll talk with Nancy Cassidy and have her play a little bit for us. Here we go. Wanna get me a cowboy To chop my wood and stuff And get me a cowboy To chop my wood and stuff 
Sing me sweet songs Times get rough I got me a horse and saddle Got me boots and hat I got me a lasso Cattle Belt and cougar cat All I need's a cowboy Give me some of that Want a cowboy Who knows where it's at Take you 
Great to see you, Michael. Thanks for having me on. I had to come all the way to Idaho to see you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which was... <laughs> Stanley, Idaho. Terrible, terrible. So I've been at Nancy's house for the better part of a week hanging out writing songs with a couple of mutual friends, and... It's been really fun having you here. It's been fun. It's been yeah. great being back. Um, saw the salmon spawning this morning. And... Caught them on video. We got a first-hand tour of the whole process and how it works, and... And um, wrote a bunch of songs, did a house concert last night that benefited the local school, and mm-hmm. it was great. So this new, so we talked a few years ago when Heart of Song, no. Um, a Memphis. Was it for Memphis? It was, was before it Song Memphis, of Joy. Song of Joy. Oh, see, yeah, Song of Joy. I think we did a podcast for, no, we actually did one for both records. Yeah. 
Because mm-hmm. Song of Joy was the, the record, um, and I'll link it to this, this podcast. Song of Joy, I think we bought probably like 10 copies. Whenever somebody was hurting or in the hospital or had a loss, we would say, here, listen to this. Oh, and sweet. people loved it. It was a real healing CD. Oh, thank you. And, uh, and we, still have po- we still have copies we give out. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's sort of our go-to, like, get well <laughs> gift. Here, listen to the Nancy's CD. You'll, you'll at least feel better for 45 minutes. Oh, sweet. Thank you. And then okay. Memphis was a little different. That was a great record. And yeah, Memphis had a had a, um, more of a range mm-hmm. of emotion and topic, for sure. Yeah. And this one, this one does too. This one, this CD, Heart of a Song, has a. Um, uh, I've been singing a lot in rest homes mm-hmm. and with seniors, and so I have songs in it that I really enjoy singing with old people that are just more feel good songs. Mm-hmm. You know, they it's sort of more pop in a way. Um, like um, you're all the sugar I need, mm. or cinnamon eyes, or a whole bunch of love. When I sing them, um, they're easy to sing, and they're I think they make people feel good. Mm-hmm. And then there's some songs that are more reflective, like Rocky Road, you know, which is a song about um, just forgiving people and how long do people have to, you know, carry the weight of mistakes mm-hmm. in their lives. Um, and in particular, I was thinking about prisoners and how when prisoners have served their time, they're still, you know, they can't vote, they can't, there's, you know, they're still criminals. They're still restricted. They're, they're criminals, you know. Yeah. It's like, when do we forgive people? Mm-hmm. Which sort of gets into when do we forgive ourselves? Yeah, yeah. And and I'll admit, I've actually, I'm actually coming into this one cold because we've been trying to connect in Santa Cruz for the last few months and we just haven't. So... I actually haven't heard the record. Oh, so, well. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to love I, I, I get a feeling this is going to be like the next record we buy a few piles of and keep just to hand out oh. for therapy. Um, so were these songs, were they all kind of written out of the experience of playing in nursing homes? Or they, they, do they, oh, they no, span a they few years? No, they, were, they weren't, they weren't um, yeah. written for that at all. It's just songs that I they fit. find. Yeah, I, I sing a lot. Mm-hmm. Or I've been singing a lot of Bread and Roses shows, mm-hmm. you know, which is a... I talk about a that a little bit because people might not know what Bread, Bread and Roses is. Bread and Roses is an, a, a wonderful nonprofit that was started by Mimi Farini, and they they performers volunteer to sing for people in um, uh, institutions. So, like with Bread and Roses, I sing for children in low income schools or low income preschools. Um, in rest homes or in hospitals and psychiatric units. The last Bread and Roses show I did was for um, drug diversion, mm-hmm. uh, adults in drug diversion, a drug diversion live-in program. And um, um, so they, these are just songs. Some of these songs are just very easy to sing mm-hmm. in places like that when people feel badly and they're, they don't have um, many opportunities to... Um, uh, have emotional experiences with other people mm-hmm. that are positive, mm-hmm. I guess. So. And music can bring that out and connect people. And yeah, music is wonderful that yeah. way. I think it makes us it, it joins us together and uh, creates community. Mm-hmm. And also, I think um, the reflective songs, I think, bring people peace inside themselves partly from empathy of feeling like somebody else feels this way, so it makes it 
easier to feel that way or mm-hmm. you feel bit don't, you don't feel so alone basically yeah and I, I think especially a, a song whether it's written intentionally or it's just whether it's written intentionally to be a, a sing-along kind of song or it's just so well written it just happens when you're singing if it's a, if it's a positive message because singing we know this and people listening to this because because singing involves so much of your body you're you're, it's it's cognitive, it's oral, it's your, it's your hearing, and if you're playing, there's a tactile amount involved. It just gets your whole body involved, and you're thinking behind it. So if you're singing something positive, it's got to dig in there a little bit. I think that's why gospel music is so popular, because yeah. you're singing something positive, it does get ingrained. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, if yeah, you're, and you're singing and it, with other people, so you're, you know, you're having a group experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's important. Yeah, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about just how so many things in our society create a, the, a feeling of loneliness. You know, like we're in our own individual cars and then you go into your garage and you don't even go outside. You can just, you know, put your little, flip your little switcher and mm-hmm. your door opens. Right. You know, and you're in your house and um, with your, only your immediate family usually. And, you know, it's just like a lot of things are not... Um, set up and people work hard and work a long time mm-hmm. and so they don't you know have time for social you know activities yeah. and that's one of the songs get off that hill come and see me you've been working <laughs> way too hard <laughs> Talk, so where did that one come from where that, where oh that, you know that started that was that started by i was on the phone with somebody and and he was saying oh i've been working up on the hill you know so I just had that line, get out that hill, come and see me. <laughs> you know, and a simple little conversation will spark a great song sometimes. Uh-huh. Yeah. And if you're listening, be careful. Songwriters are great eavesdroppers, too. I don't, you oh, can, yeah. You know, I don't know how many times I've been sitting in a restaurant. I'll hear something, and I'll lean, and my wife, Cindy, will go, okay, go ahead and write it down, and then get back to do it. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Or sometimes she'll go, did you hear what they're talking about? Get, get, your, get your thing out and write this thing. <laughs> Line. But a simple little phrase, you know, simple can, can run off into a song. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, um, so this was recorded. Um, well, this was a very. I, this was kind of, I this was used a, little, a new producer. You did. I, I you did. Um, had met Tom Pichotta Rao, um, who grew up in the D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like maybe 15 years ago or 20 years ago, moved to Dallas, Texas. And I had seen him at you know, various festivals and um, just really liked his energy and liked his um, percussion, mm-hmm. you know, his, the way he plays guitar. He yeah. has a really nice percussive quality. And um, and I didn't realize this. I knew he sang, but he sings a lot of the harmonies on this. Oh. And he sings very tight kind of Motown sort mm-hmm. of harmonies, which I, I really love. And, so um, a different sound for you. So it's a, a different. It's a different sound. It's 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 a sort of a lighter, lighter touch, I think. And um, so we recorded uh, in Ronnie Crawford, uh, Ronnie Crawford's a little studio, which is about as big as this yeah. little building, this little room. One of the Santa Cruz go-to drummers too. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah he lives in Portola Valley, and he's a wonderful guy. And I, I um, have worked through a lot of songs with him. Mm-hmm. You know. When I'm in town, I go to his place. Well, I used to. I haven't been recently, but once a week and record. Mm, he did, mm-hmm. he plays drums, and I sing my new songs. And um, 
so he he knows all my material. Right. So anyway, I, I we recorded with just Tom playing and Ronnie playing, and I was just in a little hallway in the, the staircase <laughs> singing <laughs> quietly so it wouldn't bleed on everything, and so that was the bed track for this CD. Wow. And then Tom took it, and then David Jacob Strain came was coming by. Uh, Palo Alto and so he came that's convenient that was very convenient (laughs) and he played like on eight tracks just in our little house Mm -hmm. our little house and and then Tom took it and to Texas and had Julie Bonk plays piano she she's an amazing sort of pianist who was Nora Jones piano teacher and and you could just really hear that Mm -hmm. in her playing and then uh, really great bass player Named Glenn I'm gonna say it wrong. Glenn. You can cut this part. <laughs> I don't even say his name. Glenn uh, Fukunaga. 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 Glenn Fukunaga played bass, and he's he plays with a lot of um, country bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, so anyway, he added, and then he came back to Santa Cruz, and we did the vocals. Mm-hmm. And so. It, it was like a three-year project. Basically. I was gonna say this. This, this, tra- this, these songs traveled around a little bit. They traveled around, and it was a saga. Yeah. <laughs> but it's finished. <laughs> Yay! So, <laughs> it's a big relief when you finally get get this. So, what was it? Let me. This is sort of a weird question. So, what was it like having this project in your head and the songs, and having it take three years to kind of piece it together? Was it? Interesting, frustrating. I want to get it done, or was it kind of exciting seeing how it progressed? Well, I try it... to get zen. Yeah. About it, you That's know, and, I'm, and patient versus freaking out about it. Yeah, yeah, and so, and I and I really like like giving people the time and the space they uh-huh. need and to do something. Mm-hmm. But um, it took a long time, so I I ended up. Um, but the, the thing about having a project on hold for me is it's hard to work on anything else. Right. You know, like, it's sort of like being pregnant. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to get pregnant again when you're already pregnant. So you kind of have to wait till the baby's delivered before you can, like, start uh, a new project. So I've been writing songs all along, and but not not finishing up, up finishing the songs up like you would if you knew right. you were going to record them you would spend time and polish it to get it just yeah. right with, with the idea of going in and knocking it out in a, in a couple yeah, of yeah because you sort of just keep thinking about just the other project <laughs> wanting to you know like make yeah. the other project right so i could see that yeah because this certainly doesn't compare with being pregnant which i don't have first-hand <laughs> knowledge of but you know i'm planning a new record i'm actually going to record some next week and i haven't this is why I'm so glad to be back here at your place. I haven't written a new song until this week for probably the last four months because I've been prepping and writing and finalizing a new record. So it's right. hard to go back and kind of start from a blank page when you've got something kind of a project kind of looming is the wrong word, but just you're excited about the project and you're work you're focusing the time you have on that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this was kind of in the this was really your focus, even though you've still been writing for the last. And you're a pretty prolific writer. You write fairly fairly regularly. Yeah, when when I'm when I have time, you know, when people ask, you know, how I come up with songs, I, I just say I, I have to be by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to have space around me and be by myself so I can, and then I just start talking to myself. And when I talk to myself, I usually sing to myself, mm-hmm. and that's how most of my songs start. Yeah. Just you know, singing. 
right. about something that's going on or something I see or something I'm reflecting on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, that's what I learned here when I came to visit you last time was um, having that having time to just kind of like put everything aside and have that mental kind of breathing room. That's a that's a great place for songs to come from. That's what happened for me this week too. Oh, good, <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The other thing I really like about uh, it's musicians getting together, songwriters getting together, is the sharing of because songwriting is a pretty solitary, solitary thing. But music right. is a communal thing, and right. so it's it's really nice to to write and have time by, to yourself, but to also have people around you who think similarly to you mm-hmm. um, to share your music with right. and to hear what they're working on. I think it's it's very stimulating. Yeah. For me, it's good, um, especially doing a circle with songwriters because you know this and people listening, a lot of, there's a lot of musicians that listen to this too. When you've finished the song and it's, it's performable, it's either it's in a good state and you go out and play it for the first time in front of an audience. Um, you know, it's, it's a really different dynamic and you got to kind of gear up for it. But in a space like this where you're around other songwriters and they're all working on new stuff and you can get together and go, well, I wrote this this morning. Um, I've never tried it in front of anybody before. And, and, or, or like last night, Ed had a song, and he goes, well, all I have is a chorus, so here's the chorus, and then I'll play something else. So yeah. you have the freedom to do that, and just like, this is loose, it's not done, here it is, and you get the chance to kind of basically like, you know, bust out in front of people that are accepting, and, and, and if you want critiques, you can get it. Mm-hmm. But that's really important, I think. Yeah, you hear something differently when you sing it in front of somebody. Right. You know? Yeah. I think, for me, I hear it, I hear it differently. I hear it through somebody else's ears instead of when I just play it to myself. I'm mm-hmm. hearing it through my ears, right? And um, which I, you know, is the, is something about songwriting. Um, I think that comes up that is, who, you know, who you who are you writing for, mm-hmm. you know? And so a song that you that means a lot to you, and when you're writing it and you're you know playing it to yourself. When you play it in front of somebody else, you I don't know, I think I automatically start thinking about how are they interpreting that song, and is that what I, how I want somebody to, what do I want them to get out of the song that I'm writing? Right. What message do I want to, you know, put out there, and, um, you know, how do I, what kind of emotion do I want mm-hmm. somebody to feel? And um, it can be a lot of different emotions, but I... I think it's really for me. It's really important to know what um, that that I'm portraying and 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 um, putting out there an emotion that I I want to put out there. Like if I you know if I want somebody to you know get angry about something you know then I would I would I would want a song that portrayed that. Or if I want somebody to feel loving and kind towards something mm-hmm. and. Sometimes you don't know what how somebody's going to feel until you play it, and then you go, "Oh, yeah. actually, I can feel that they're this is making them angry, or this is making them unsettled," mm-hmm. or and um, and all those things are fine. It's just that I per, I I want to I want to um, have a song say something to people that I want it to say mm-hmm. as best I can. Yeah. 
And I think this is kind of related. One thing that, that, I, that I learned this, we can kind of force myself out of my little usual comfort zone was I wrote a song earlier in the week and thought it was a pretty decent draft and I played it and the group li- actually really liked the idea. And someone said, I don't, th- I, th- I don't think you know what it's about yet. And I went, oh. So instead of working on something new the next day, I just spent the whole next day on that same song and came back with, played it the next night and it, and I got a, I figured it out. So uh-huh. by, 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 uh-huh. by playing it in front of people who know the craft and knew what questions to ask and that, that I trusted, I went back and reworked it and made it something better. So being able to like bounce that off people is really important. Yeah. Well, sometimes I won't know what a song is about yeah. for a couple of years. Until <laughs> <laughs> circumstances in my life have changed and I'm like, and that song will pop up in my head and I'm like, oh, that's what I was worried about or thinking yeah. about or <laughs> well, like oh, I have a funny song the funny song about taquerias but I thought it was just a just a just a, a joke and our friend Dan goes no dude it's a protest song I'm like yeah I guess so but it's still funny <laughs> you never know you never know um so how's the record doing when did it officially come out well it's doing and I'm glad I have one finally. oh thank you I yeah. thought you had one I'm sorry I didn't send you one but no I was I was remiss in oh. cooking up too so this is good um it's doing great. It's on the radio. It's I have a radio promoter that's in on um, putting it on country. Mm-hmm. They always pick the country has you know they 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 they're playing pushing um, come home to me and it's doing well. It's getting a lot. Of, I, th- I it's always hard to tell. I mean, according to it's being played on stations, whatever. Yeah. But um, it's like define doing well. <laughs> what is that? You know. so, Not the Rolling Stones, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Come Home to, to Me is we like would, the country. We would want you to sound like the Rolling And then I've, I'm, I'm, I've also, there's a really great uh, group of um, DJs called the Folk DJ. Yeah. The Folk DJ oh, yeah. list. And, um, God bless them. They have like 134 state DJs that mm-hmm. have shows in the United States and Canada and um, Australia and England and some Germany, I think. And, um, and so I sent them. To, to that group and it's been really nice say it got number nine in um in july on their their charts yes. and um but it's uh what's been fun is is corresponding more with the djs mm-hmm. which i've never really done before oh, really? Yeah. i'm always sort of shy about like bugging people mm-hmm. but um what i'm worried is bugging people but so i've been uh communicating with the djs and you know, they're just really such a incredibly heartfelt group that are totally dedicated. It's sort of like what you're doing, you know, it's just like it's very hands on putting all very this direct and energy yeah. into, you know, putting music out there that they think is important mm-hmm. and that they like and they have shows and they don't get paid for it and they're yeah. you know, put a lot of time and energy into spreading our music around. Yeah. Well, I found that that the, that group of DJs. I mean, they run little little nonprofit independent stations. Some internet stations is, if they want my CD or you know in the past when I've done it, or they, they they play my music. If I you know contact them and thank them, it's the same thing. If I if somebody emails me back or calls about the podcast and I actually get feedback, it's like oh somebody's listening. Somebody yeah. likes what I'm doing. It's the same thing with them. Yeah. 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 So that that connection's way. And I think with the kind of music that we're doing, it's important to have that connection too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, all the different ways in life we can create community 
think is makes the world a more peaceful, mm-hmm. humane place. I agree. I agree. So, being this record took a while to percolate. Do you have like two more records worth of material kind of yeah. sitting in the wings? <laughs> well, I've written <laughs> a Be back here in six months songs, doing another so podcast for I the next could, record. Like... <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not sure exactly. I thought for a while, at first while I was um, working on this, but sort of thinking, I was thinking of a sort of gospel-y kind of I CD, see that. like sing-along, mm-hmm. feel-good. But I've also been writing some more, um, I, I'm not sure what I'm, I'm I, don't, I haven't put together. Yeah, and this a is a brand theme. new record, so it's good, this, to, have, it's good yeah. to like take a breather for a while. Well, you know, yeah, it's always like as soon as one thing's done, you want to uh-huh. start working on something else if I, I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I've been, so I've been doing the, I've been uh, spending a lot of time with um, singing with Bread and Roses and doing, singing at rest homes, which I love, and and some schools and things, and then doing the singer-songwriter, you know, monthly group at Santa Cruz and mm-hmm. then these these songwriting retreats I do for a four year mm-hmm. you have a lot going on and that's my little music thing <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put together a little band I think at some point and mm-hmm. it'll be fun to tour again yeah it's been a while huh <laughs> it's been a while yeah you got Dan and Steve towing Dan along and Steve and, and Keith and yeah yeah, yeah so yeah, cause when, when, when Song of Joy came out, we had you play down at the, the series we were doing in Coralitas, and man, that was fun. That was, that was great. <laughs> really fun. I'll do that again. You had, a ca- you had that cast of Santa Cruz Ringers with you. Oh, Steve yeah. Michello, Day and Kai, Keith Granager. Yeah. yeah. I think Ronnie, <laughs> I think Ronnie, Ronnie was, there was there, too. He was playing drums. Ronnie Crawford. I walked in, I'm like, holy crap, look who's playing in our little center. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This is so fun. <laughs> You know, in fact, that night, because I think I, I did a little tweener, and that's where I got the video for my Starlight song and the Taqueria song. Oh, is that right? That's not, yeah, because because Dan and Steve are there, so like, let's do it tonight. Oh, oh great. <laughs> it's a very special night for me, too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. You want to play something off the new record? Uh, let's see. Anything. Right. I, was just, I was just thinking, I always see. Recording around my kitchen table is the fun. I think this little cabin out in Idaho is a little. <laughs> this is really cool. Yeah. I guess he's sitting in here for a month and writing songs. Yeah, as long as it's not in the winter. Right. 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 Pretty dang cold. Thirty-five below. Because we are recording from Stanley in August, but apparently this be this this is the coldest spot in the country at some point of the year. He said forty it's below pretty, at some point. Uh, usually, most most times of the year. Wow. Yeah. record my tuning. Apparently I am. <laughs> she tunes very well. But. Yeah. <laughs> I can tune and talk. <laughs> Get off the hill, come and see me. You've been working way too hard. Our dog don't even why you gotta work so dang hard we don't need to fill up our cupboards with a whole bunch of useless stuff let's get 
simple living You and me and a whole bunch of love Come on out to the dance floor Give me a little spin Been feeling my old come closer Little darling Sick of the rap race we're in. I like you near when I'm sleeping. That's the only race I gotta win. We don't need to fill up our cupboards with a whole bunch of useless stuff. Let's get back to simple. Dive right on in Swimming downstream together Let sweet, sweet freedom begin We ain't getting no younger Time keeps slipping away Your paycheck ain't cutting the hunger I feel gone away We don't need to fill up our cupboards with a whole bunch of useless stuff Let's get back to simple living You and me and a whole bunch of love You and me and a whole bunch of love And there's a dog in it, so you had me me at the dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's off your new record, Heart of Song. Nancy, thank you for everything you do. Thank you, Michael. Thank you so much. Once again, Nancy Cassidy with a whole bunch of love off the new CD, Heart of a Song. An interview taken, recorded in Stanley, Idaho, a wonderful place. Gorgeous place when it's not 35 degrees below zero. Um, again, you can find Nancy at nancycassidymusic.com, uh, along with her other previous, her other seven releases of original music. Great songwriter, wonderful person, does a lot for other songwriters as well. It's just a great part of our musician support network. Um, coming up next on Songs and Stories is going to be one pretty quickly after this one. My pal Martha Groves Perry, uh, a, a Bay Area-based singer-songwriter, classically trained, has been a vocalist for years, uh, just finished her first EP called Something Good, and she'll be at uh, a little club called Art Boutique in San Jose on Saturday, November 12th. I'm going to be doing a, a, a podcast with her probably next weekend, and I'll get that out just in time so it kind of beats the release date by about a week. So she'll be up next probably in a week or so on this podcast, Songs of Stories. It'll be Martha Groves Perry talking about her debut EP, Something Good, and the upcoming release show. And then a little later on in the month of November, 
where we talk with my pal Jonathan Foster. Uh, big shout out to my Reading pals. We had a great time playing up there a couple of weeks ago. Jonathan Foster runs Miracle Mile Records, who just signed me up to join their roster. And they have a, a record of kids' music coming out in November um, with all Miracle Mile artists penning original songs. So we'll be talking about that and talking about Jonathan's music as well after we do the the Martha Groves Perry podcast. So that's kind of what November looks like, probably at least a couple of podcasts, episodes that month. And as always, whether you heard this on Grateful Dread Radio or Casey Cafe Radio or you subscribe through iTunes or the Stitcher app or you found this on my website, michaelgaither.com, or Twitter, or Facebook, or somewhere out there on the interwebs. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Appreciate your time, and please support these artists. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Songs and Stories. I'm Michael Gaither. Take care.